0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Partner Perspective Pod. I'm Chris Happ. And today we are really excited to dive in with Justin Zahn, Principal and Senior Investment Advisor at Commercial Investment Advisors. Justin's been in the investment brokerage industry for 17 plus years. And in this conversation, he brings a ton of quality insight to the table, walking us through the importance of fundamentals during times of stress, the current mechanics of supply and demand in the real estate investment market, and even the effect of new 1031 exchange deadlines. He also shares some thoughts on the implications that all of this will have on transaction volume through the end of the year. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. Everybody, we are back with another episode of Partner Perspective. I'm super excited this uh, this episode to uh, to introduce our guest. Uh, when we run down the list of superstar Plaza Street partners, um, this gentleman's always right in the mix and always right at the top. Um, we're really excited to be joined by Justin Zahn. He is Principal and Senior Investment Advisor at Commercial Investment Advisors. Justin, thanks, uh, thanks for taking the time to join us. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Hope everyone is uh, doing okay over there. We're hanging in there, right?
0: This is, uh, <laughs> as we've run through a couple of these interviews and podcasts, you know, the, the, the theme is this is the new mode of communication, right? Yeah.
1: So yeah, exactly. It's been uh it's been a little bit of a learning curve for everyone. It seems like
0: still effective though. I think, you know, we found yeah. super effective, uh, communication in this. And I think, um, you know, you adapt, right? You the, kind of the, the lesson here is you adapt and you make, make, make do. Absolutely. So um, why don't, real quick, why don't we start with this? Why don't you give us a little background on your firm, and uh, if you can add in there some of the experience personally that you have in the investment brokerage space, and, and particularly through commercial investment advisors.
1: Sure, sure. So I'm uh, I'm originally from Omaha, Nebraska. Came down here to Phoenix about 18 years ago. Started working in uh, single tenant net lease investment brokerage at a large brokerage house uh, here in town. Uh, we left there um, uh, after being there for about a year or so, uh, and then spun off with a few other brokers uh, and created commercial investment advisors, uh, kind of focusing nationally on investment in at least real, uh, real estate, as well as multi-tenant retail. Um, from there, you know, kind of the rest is history. Uh, being from the Midwest, our book of business kind of grew out of the Midwest organically, uh, and then now we're kind of doing everything nationally, following around following around tenants representing um, them on their sale lease back financing developers on their asset rollouts after they're done building them, and then obviously private individual high net worth clients that are either buying or selling or needed uh, advisory services on something that they already own uh, so i've uh, done over a billion dollars in, in in deals, most of those are Small bite size, kind of grind through it, bread and butter deals. Obviously, right, sometimes right. you also have the larger assets as well. Uh, and it's been great. Can't complain. Uh lived through the great recession, now living through COVID-19. So have a have a few battle scars, uh, some of which are, are we're living right now and haven't healed yet. But uh it's just time to bear down and, and muscle through it. So
0: excellent, excellent. So this is, a, this is a big, broad question, and I'm hoping that you can kind of help us narrow in a little bit. Obviously, uh, the market that you're most knowledgeable in was, was white hot previous to six, six weeks ago, 10 weeks ago. What, what's this sort of, um, what's this pandemic, what's COVID teaching us about um, net lease, about triple net investments?
1: Sure, so it's it's cycles like this that remind investors why we call this real estate investing and not rent collecting. Yeah. While, yeah. while owning hard assets offers a number of tax benefits and a hedge against inflation, real estate isn't immune to major market turbulence. Um, if you were to put, say, a 10-year net lease chart and juxtapose it with a 10-year chart for the S&P 500, Net lease investing certainly smooths out your yield curve and will remove a lot of knee-jerk decisions an investor can make, like pressing a sell button on their E-Trade account and uh, basically liquidating their entire position. Right. Uh, real estate isn't going out of style, in our opinion. Uh, it's doing what it's always done. It's evolving. And as an investor, it's important to stay focused and disciplined during these times, especially when buying and, and just have to stay focused on the fundamentals like credit, location, releasability, et cetera, et cetera. And doing this um, effectively with the assistance of a real estate professional can assure an investor a long-term passive yield with the least amount of brain damage as possible.
0: Right, right. So um, awesome that's that's fantastic insight. And you know this week this is interesting. I mean Um, I'm picking up on certain keywords throughout these, these conversations that we're having, right? We had earlier this week, um, we had on, uh, Tom Gordon, CEO of slim chickens, right? Mm -hmm. He, uh, there's several great takeaways from that conversation, but one of the key words and you just mentioned it was the word fundamentals, right? That seems to be a word that we are, um, we're talking about every day, um, I like it. I love the word. I love, especially when times are tough, to lean on that that concept, right? What sure. um, what what fundamentals are holding true right now uh, in net lease investments? What 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 fundamentals do you think are most important, and what's what where where should the focus be right now?
1: In, in today's environment, I would say the most significant fundamentals um, are credit worthiness of the tenant and location quality. Um, right now, most retailers are asking for rent relief, and this spans anywhere from mom and pop kettle operator to Starbucks, which carries an investment grade credit rating by S&P. Uh, fortunately, for investors who are credit focused uh, and acquired as such, they can push back on these forbearance requests by some of the nationals knowing that Starbucks, for instance, is a hundred billion dollar plus or minus company and can still serve the vast majority of their customer base through their drive-through. On the other hand, if you're a a small local operator and that's who you have as your tenant, your financial risk moving forward is gonna be far greater and the likelihood of needing to offer concessions will be much higher. Uh, Much like having a strong location with high barriers to entry, um, this will give you more confidence in, in negotiating with the tenant and 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 tenants staying uh, if they don't report sales, and this will help alleviate some of the downside risk associated with retenanting or repositioning uh, in the future. Gotcha, gotcha. Um,
0: I'm sure you're I mean, obviously it's a huge part of what you do. You're you're up to date on these revised 1031 exchange um, guidelines and rules. Um, where are we with supply and demand right now, um, in your opinion, and um, kind of Maybe frame that in the context of the revised rules, and and maybe go, go current and go maybe two months out. What do we what do we see in there?
1: What do you see in there? Sure. So, the IRS extended the 1031 exchange deadlines due to COVID-19, and in a nutshell, if you sold a property on or after February 16th, uh, your ID period now ends July 15th. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, in our opinion, there's an inflated amount of trade buyers in the market and a lack of supply for COVID 19 resistant retail. We're anticipating a sizable decline in trade buyer activity post July 15th. So we're using this as an opportunity to advise our sellers to, to bring assets to the market now in order to maximize value. Yeah. We're already starting to see. Some buyers that have passed on some of our inventory a month ago circle back to us and start restart negotiations. And just like in pre-COVID times, trade buyers like to think the perfect deal is always right around the corner. And unfortunately, they run out of time, and then their back is against the wall from a timing perspective, and they're they're scrambling. So this could further elevate demand uh, in the month of July for COVID-19 resistant asset classes. And on the buy side, as it relates to retail, we're advising our clients to focus on COVID-19 resistant assets, yeah, uh, such yeah. as banks, automotives, C-stores, grocery, dollar stores, and even QSRs. And QSRs might, might shock some, uh, but unpacking that for a moment, Qf- QSRs have been surprisingly resilient during the shutdown. Uh, most national brands have been able to do 75% pre-COVID sales during the shutdown period. In some cases, uh, some of these guys are over 100% on some of their units by redirecting marketing efforts and their patrons through the drive-through, pickup, delivery, Uber Eats, Grubhub, et cetera, et cetera. Right.
0: Right. What um, So if, if that's supply demand, this kind of piggybacks off that a little bit. What are you seeing from transaction volume right now? Obviously, um, I mean, there's a stock standard answer, but what transaction volume right now for you guys stands where?
1: Well, good question. I, I don't think you could find a broker in the industry that didn't have deals fall out of escrow and volume slow down due to the pandemic. I mean, I think that's the boilerplate response you're looking at. I mean, I personally lost nine deals and had a buyer walk from a $50,000 hard and underfundable deposit in March. So with consumer confidence so low, um, which I think is improving since March, it's tough to get deals done right now in this environment. Obviously Um, everyone that we see in the marketplace uh, are trade buyers who have to buy, or they risk a large tax event. Um, So uh, that group is still buying, but, Getting multi-tenant retail deals done with tenants not paying or open for business right now is is almost impossible. Uh, this also applies to restaurants, movie theaters, gyms, and a number of other non-essential retail that's out there. Um, even if you have a buyer that's comfortable with these types of deals, getting their lender on board is nearly impossible without some sort of uh, rent escrow or mortgage escrow. So right. Some of these asset classes moving forward will just be mothballed from a sales perspective until they reopen at 100% and get back to paying full rent. I think 100% is important because businesses just can't survive at 50% occupancy or 75% occupancy. I mean, every customer matters to these guys' bottom lines. Yeah. So I think some of these asset classes are going to be slow going and depressed for a while. And other asset classes, like some of the ones I already mentioned, dollar stores, grocery stores, automotive banks, a lot of those have actually seen cap rate compression, and that could actually get even slightly more aggressive as we approach the July 15th deadline.
0: That's interesting. Very interesting. Well, it'll be, it'll be fascinating to sort of track this supply-demand fundamental that you're speaking to, and then... Um, gosh, second half of the year could be wild, right? I know, I know speaking about, you know, our partnership, particularly, we have a couple of great, really exciting opportunities coming to market here pretty soon. It'd be real fun to track those. And, um, you know, this is great. I really appreciate your time. Um, your market insights, I think are second to none. So we, 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 we really appreciate the, um, obviously the insight and just sort of the, the professional delivery. I think this is great. Thank you very much. Absolutely. All right. Enjoy you. your weekend. You know you're getting out of town hopefully maybe go get some uh get some r and r before everybody gets out on the road and, and starts trying to find some vacation time on their own but have, hope you have a great weekend thanks for joining us and uh we'll get back in the lab here soon when we uh when we get a feel for the next four or six months hopefully you'll join us
1: sounds great chris I all right appreciate, appreciate the justin. opportunity yes sir. thank you
0: we really hope you enjoyed that interview with justin zahn from commercial investment advisors As a reminder, we're hosted across every major podcast platform. And of course, don't forget to check us out on LinkedIn for more content, including video clips from these interviews. Thanks again for joining us on Partner Perspective.